even darkness too. Darkness has its different forms based on, you know, the the emergence or the presence of light. So when light is there but not too bright, it's dark a bit. But when there is no light at all, then it's thick darkness. So when you see thick darkness, you're quite aware that there is almost totally uh, you know, the absence of light. And when you see some bit of darkness, it means there is light, but the light is not sufficient enough to combat the darkness. So yes, in this world, there is some bit of light, but the light is not sufficient enough to deal with the darkness that we have in our state, in our day. So God was saying to me that, well, that's one big problem. And, you know, that it's not just more about, it's not so much about the absence of light, but it's the insufficiency of the light to deal with the problem. Hallelujah. So darkness has strived much because the children of God and of light have not let God deal with them sufficiently to forge sufficient light from them. Hallelujah. So every single person here is a carrier of the light and life of God. The Bible says in John 1, and in him was light, and this light became the life of men. And the Bible says, and you know, Matthew says, um, um, you know, that, you know, can a man light a lamp and put it on that bushel, you are the light of the world. Hallelujah. So God has deposited light in, in, in us. But then the thing is, this light can only be very sufficiently to combat the darkness when we allow God to forge this light from us. And this forging will take a process of dealing. Hallelujah. Amen. So, so I mean, you know, so we, we see that two major problems. One, no light. Number two, there is light, but light is not sufficient. Um, and some people also, even though they have light, have also made deliberate moves to hide their light. The Bible says in Matthew, it says, Can a man light a lamp and put on that bush? When God lights you up, the purpose for lighting you up is that you show the world. Hallelujah. It's not lighting you up to be concealed or to be hidden. So if we come to your workplace, for example, and we cannot immediately tell or distinguish you from the rest of the people, unbelievers, I mean, then it shows that there is something about your light that's not particularly radiant. Hallelujah. This light doesn't have to announce itself. It's light. We all can see it. Hallelujah. Amen. So no one lights a lamp and puts on that bushel. So it is not for it's not it is not wise, you know, for for you to have the light of God in you and be hidden. You must be out there. The world should see. And the thing is, your light doesn't end in yourself. The light points you to God. The Bible says, men will see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So when men see the light coming from you, they are also turned to God. Hallelujah. Amen. So what is the purpose of light if not to shine? Why do we have this light if it's not for us, you know, to give some kind of illumination in this environment? What's the point of having light that doesn't, you know, shine? Amen. So same as what's the point of having you around if you're not going to shine? I mean, that's why you're here, that you would shine. That's why you're in the world. So, yeah. Now, you see, there is no, there is no comeback necessarily in terms of light and darkness. The Bible says, and the light shines and darkness does not understand it. Darkness comprehends it not. Literally, darkness disappears when light comes. You see, but when you want to see the brightest light, you need to see, when you want to see darkness completely disappear, you have to turn on your light as brightly as it. So you would not go and start hiding some aspects of your person simply because you want to feel among. Light doesn't ever try to feel like darkness. Hallelujah. Light always comes to shine, you know, and, you know, it gives illumination beyond darkness. So, yes. So when, you know, we can, we can, we can be talking bad things about these people. We can say bad things about them, call them by names, castigate them and stuff, but that wouldn't solve the problem. Light doesn't have to go fighting with darkness. What light does is to shine. Hallelujah. Amen. So light differs in radiance and, it's in, and in its intensity because of the different levels of burning. So a very bright light has very, you know, has very intense burning within itself. So if you do, if you know anything about light bulbs or fire or stuff, the brighter the fire, the more, con, you know, the, the brighter the fire shows the, you know, 
shows the level of its combustion or its burning. Hallelujah. Amen. So if the light is very bright, it shows that it's burning very brightly from within as well. So if you see a person who is emitting so much light in terms of Christ, it shows that there is a level of burning that is also happening from within themselves. So for God to intensify your light, he must deal with you sufficiently to expand your capacity to receive more so that your light can shine you know, your light can shine sufficiently in this crooked and perverse generation. Peter says, now shine therefore, shining as light in the midst of this crooked and perverse generation. So when when um when people see all these you know negativities and these charlatans masquerading themselves as angels as angels of light, one thing we are very quick to say is, oh, it's end time. I mean, you see a man doing something with his congans, oh, it's end time. Oh, ah, this end time, end time. But I think people are very are more aware. Of the things that the devil would do in the end time, or the things that God will begin to do in the end time as well. By the way, when you when you think of the end time, you must think of the end time as being the the, the time that begun when the Holy Spirit came. Hallelujah. So there are three times basically. There's a time of God the Father, the first time, or the first day. There is a time of God the Son, when God the Son was the one speaking. The second day, the, from the moment the Holy Spirit came, the end time begun. That's why I saw the apostles beginning to speak about the end time. You know, one of them was saying, you know, for the time is closer to the end from now than from the time when we first believed. And Peter and Second Peter 3 were saying to them that some of you say that God is slack concerning his promise to come. It means from the time of whom Peter, shortly after God came, people were already talking of the end time. The end time basically was marked by the dispensation of the Holy Spirit, who is the last who is the last marker of time basically the holy spirit is the last person to come before the end and there are certain things that would happen based on his coming that will mark the end time so it's not about only saying oh this will happen men will no longer be lovers of god but lovers of themselves men will be proud obstinate those are things that will happen yes but there are still things that will happen in the kingdom and for the kingdom one of them is that the end will not come until the gospel is preached to all the world hallelujah amen and for the gospel to be preached to all the world we all must be involved in the process of preaching hallelujah and paul says that in our speaking and our preaching to you was not in mere words but in the demonstration of the spirit and power it means in the preaching in this end time there will be a lot of demonstrations of the spirit there will be a lot of demonstrations of power hallelujah he says so that your faith may not rest on mere words but on these things amen amen and paul also um, the bible also speaking rather says that you know that was in habakkuk it says that the knowledge of the glory of god you know will cover the earth hallelujah it says the earth will be filled with knowledge of the glory of the lord and we are carriers of the knowledge of this glory hallelujah amen and when we begin to operate and manifest then the glory begins to more rapidly expand to the face of the earth so the end would also not come until the knowledge of the glory of god has covered you know the earth like the waters cover the sea and we are the bible says and we are to god the aroma of christ amongst those who have been amongst those who have been perished or who are perishing and amongst those who are being saved so that's another thing that happened before the end comes the knowledge of the glory of god will expand and we are the people who are meant to expand this and then also and then also you know that lastly lastly there'll be a lot of signs there'll be a lot of wonders so i think for us as believers we are we are anticipating very good things happening in this end time and not bad things amen so as we anticipate these things we all must play our own part in, in this, you know, in the dispensation of God and the happiness of the Holy Spirit. I pray God will help us mightily with understanding in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.